0: Hey guys, welcome to The Better Way Podcast, where we have conversations about anything and everything pertaining to following Jesus in everyday life. Our hope is that the discussions that we have here would challenge your faith and encourage you in your relationships with God, people, and the world around you. My name is Adam Winter, and today I'm having a conversation with a very special guest, so special that I gave her my last name. Yes, it's my wife, and it's going to be awesome. Today we're talking about boundaries in relationships, boundaries in marriage, what they are, and when to have them. So here it is, my conversation with Haley Winter. So Haley, my very special guest, (laughs) my wife, my boo, my beautiful bride, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. I'm honored to be here.
0: (laughs) I'm excited to be here. Excited. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited that you're here. I think it's going to be a really good conversation on boundaries today. So people kind of know who I am. A lot of people know who you are as well. But for those that don't, if you would just introduce yourself, let people know kind of who you are, what you do day to day.
1: So my name is Haley Winter, and I do photography. I do graphic design at New Covenant Church. Shout out. Mm -hmm. And I also homeschool three kids. We have an eight-year-old boy, a six-year-old boy, and then a -a one-and-a-half-year-old girl. So that takes up quite a bit of my time, if I'm completely honest. And I love good coffee. I love to read. I'm currently knee-deep in the red rising series right now if anybody wanted to know i have to give it a <laughs> shout out <laughs> is this gonna be a pierce brown podcast or is it gonna be a boundaries podcast howler I don't know. howler pod um How- but yeah that's a little bit about me i love to write and i hope to someday maybe crossing my fingers write a book so
0: nice Awesome! I knew this about you. I'm acting like I'm surprised. Yeah, yeah.
1: you're you're shocked.
0: All good things. <laughs> so yeah, today we're going to be talking about boundaries and just to kind of set it up. Um, as you and I were talking off the mic, like all of life is relationships. So relationships are amazing. They're beautiful. They're needed. At the same time, relationships are complicated. They're difficult. They're messy. Um, we all carry, all of us carry baggage into relationships. We, we each of us have different personalities, different values, different past experiences that have shaped us and formed our view of the world and how we respond to the world. So, the topic of today's discussion is boundaries. And just an important note at the front of today's episode is as we go into this conversation, uh, we're here talking about challenging relationships, not abusive relationships. Mm-hmm. So if you're in physical danger or you're being legitimately abused, boundaries are absolutely very necessary.
1: Yes. Get out now. Get out. Get help. Yes.
0: This conversation, when when we're talking about the complexities, oh, do I set a boundary? Do I not? Yes, you do. If you're in that situation. Yeah,
1: we support.
0: Yes. Yeah, so I just wanted to say that at the front of the conversation, because today we're talking more about just... Just complex situations relationally with other people and how to um, navigate those things. So the culture we live in is big into boundaries these days. Like there's this really high value placed on removing anyone that you find toxic or narcissistic or whoever whoever gets in the way of you becoming your best self. Get them out of your life, right? This is a very common thing that we hear Uh, In our world today, the Bible, on the other hand, calls us to be patient, forgiving, long-suffering, and gives us a different way of establishing boundaries and dealing with complicated relationships. Uh, Just to kind of start us off so we're all on the same page and knowing what we're talking about when we're talking about boundaries, uh, just so we're all working kind of with the same definition. Let's define it by thinking about, like when when Haley and I are talking, you and I are talking, Mm -hmm. we're, we're talking about using wisdom in relationships for the flourishing of both parties. So just having that in our minds as we talk today, a boundary, to establish a boundary is to use wisdom in relationships for the flourishing of both parties. So Haley, to kind of kick it to you, uh, why do you think this is an important conversation to have?
1: I'm so glad you asked. Yeah. Um, So I feel like in my own life, whenever the book Boundaries came out, I haven't read it. So this is not a knock on that book. But I remember thinking, ew. As believers, we're supposed to be long-suffering, we're supposed to walk through hard things with people, and we can't just tap out whenever we want to. Mm -hmm. However, as also a chronic emotional stuffer of my feelings, I think I sort of erred on the side of striving to never create any kind of conflict, to never create any kind of ruffling of feathers. And that doesn't mean that I still don't have opinions about things and haven't shared those opinions. However, I think in my own life after going to therapy and really just maturing in my faith, I think boundaries are important to have a healthy relationship. Mm -hmm. And I think that we have them whether we know they're there or not. So as believers, it's so important to dive in and take inventory of what kind of boundaries do I have? Are they healthy? Are they unhealthy? And so I think anytime there's something innate in us that is left to its own devices, it can send us on a path that we may not want to be on. And so I think I'm just a big advocate now for if something's in... In me, then I want to be conscious of where it's leading me. And so I think as believers, yeah, it's just so important to have boundaries, but also just be aware of making biblically based decisions. And I think to do that, we need a lot more conversations about what it looks like to Mm. be a believer and have boundaries.
0: Yeah, no, that's good. So, like, obviously, there's different categories that we're going to be addressing today as well. Haley and I are married, so we're going to eventually be talking about. How to have boundaries within a marriage, mm-hmm. um, not between one another. <laughs> but well, you know, with people that we're not married to. Um and then also obviously just as humans, you know, how do we relate to one another and, and have proper boundaries as just unmarried people? So kind of just starting with the latter there. Average person listening, whether they're married or not married. How do we How do we begin to start even thinking about this topic? Like you said, you know, it's good to reflect and say, you know, what kind of boundaries do I have? Do I have boundaries at all? Like, I guess what's a good starting point for this type of thing?
1: Mm-hmm. I feel like one big sign that a boundary for you personally has been crossed is anger. And I think across the board, even quiet people, when there's an internal kind of like, uh, I didn't like that, I think you can kind of look and see... Like, okay, I might need to dig deeper on this. And not Mm. that we all can't just be angry about whatever. And I'm not saying you need to act on it. I just think whenever now I feel angry or anxious, your body knows that some line has been crossed. And I think it's so good to be a little more introspective of like, okay, why did that make me angry? Mm -hmm. Like, I think a good example for me is... Back in the day when Facebook was more of a political realm, whenever I would see something posted and it might make me feel angry, a lot of times um, I wouldn't check into that because I'm like, whatever, Facebook's just like a crap show. However, now, like looking back, I'm like, oh, like my, my feathers were ruffled, like it was a trying time. I was feeling maybe like unheard or insignificant by something someone posted, which is totally fine. But I think it's also like so good to just look at okay, like why did that make me angry? Why am I even? Why am I even giving this the time of day? I think that could be like a good sign, a good checkpoint of like maybe a boundary of mine that is either good or bad has been crossed, and what I want, what do I want to do about it?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I know like in marriage that can happen really easily, but also the longer that you are in relationship with other people, I think we start to kind of rub shoulders, and that kind of iron sharpening iron doesn't. It's such a romantic way to put it, but it doesn't feel as good when nope. you feel like a boundary has been crossed. Yeah,
0: it's definitely in some in some ways much easier to love people that you don't know super well because the more the more you're around people, you know, day in day out, you get to see their flaws. They say mm-hmm. something that rubs you the wrong way. But as you were talking, it makes me think about because I think what you're what you're saying is you're talking about kind of checking your motivations like what's motivating your emotional response even why why Mm. am I angry why am I stressed why did that person why did what they just did make me feel anxious or unsafe or whatever Mm -hmm. and just kind of like pausing and rather than reacting or rather than just impulsively boxing them out of your life you you first reflect you pause Mm -hmm. you discern what's going on internally and it makes me think of I was going to share this at some point but I'll just share it now but just um years ago I worked at this restaurant and um There was a particular guy that I worked with there who I just um, did not like at all. Like right from the get-go, I'm like, we are so different. His personality Mm -hmm. is nothing like me. He is so full of himself. Uh, Talk about narcissist, you know, that's a big buzzword nowadays. Mm -hmm. Like he was like the epitome of what a narcissist was in my mind. And just love to talk about himself, and I'm like, I do not want to be around this guy. Well, of course, God in his providence is like, you're going to work with him closely. <laughs> you will be
1: around him yeah. constantly. And
0: so he, we ended up doing caterings together, and he, he he, and I were just constantly paired up together, and I could not get away even if I wanted to. So through that process, I wasn't the most Christ-like internally, and I wasn't like being a jerk to him visibly, but internally I was like so just pissed off that I had to even work with him but God kind of forced me to be around him and through this process um, as those emotions of anger as those emotions of frustration were coming up in me and what I would rather have done is just cut him off and boxed him out of my life God over time revealed to me showed me like kind of where his personality was even coming from like how he how he responded even the the air of arrogance or the whatever narcissism it was all coming from a place of of pain all coming from a childhood trauma experience that he had none of which I knew on the front end of course but it gave me ins- just tons amount of compassion on him anyway long story short he and I became very very good friends like very close friends and I never would have experienced that friendship if I would have just impulsively skipped this reflection that you're talking about or or just cut him out. Obviously I was kind of forced to work with him, but if I would have if I wouldn't have taken the time to get to know him, I wouldn't have had time to to get to know him on that deeper level and become his friend.
1: Yeah, and I think too, one of the things that is so cool about God is that he asks us to walk a long road with people Because I think he knows, like, first of all, like we need each other, but also I think he knows, like, people have a story, and oftentimes what we're seeing at face value isn't the full picture. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I love that God is so interested in our stories, so much so that he's asking us, hey, like, if you want to see me work, you have to, like, put in the time with people. And I know, like, for myself, there have been so many times where. I'm sort of, I'm not a, um, like in terms of fight or flight, I'm definitely a flight. And I want to look at myself and be like, oh my gosh, no, I am like the long haul type of person. But I think oftentimes in the past when things would get hard, instead of digging in or maybe even just being honest with how I'm feeling, because I would be so afraid of conflict or rejection, I wouldn't create those healthy boundaries and I would want to run. And mm-hmm. so I think, too, like, when you're talking, I'm thinking about, like, okay, so, like, we know as believers that all life is created so valuable and so important. And so I think for me, like, I'm thinking about, like, our, our listeners. I'm now a part yeah, of the welcome. podcast, welcome our the pod. listeners. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking about listeners. So, like, what do you think, like, In terms of being a believer, walking with someone, I think one of my biggest questions is like, how do you know, though, when it's time to have that separation? Yeah. Like, I feel like I totally can understand enemy love. I can understand walking through someone with hard stuff. And I also know there's people out there who are like, yes, but this is eating my, maybe not physical lunch, but like metaphorical lunch. Yeah.
0: So are you asking that question I'm asking to me? you. Yeah. I, I, don't know. I like, switched roles. I don't know if I have like a chapter verse for that. You know, the Bible doesn't, that I know of, use the word boundaries in this context. Like mm-hmm. it's probably talking about like a geographical boundary or something, but it's not, it doesn't ever say, hey, you know, thou shalt have boundaries. Like, mm-hmm. but it does give wisdom in how we navigate difficult relationships. And I don't know, for me personally, I guess I'm just speaking on how I've tended to respond like like when I've known it, okay, it is time to to have a boundary here. Is when a person is exhausting me of my own mental capacities to where then I feel like I can't give my family my best. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a line for me. I, yeah. I, again, I can't chapter and verse that, but if if a, if a relationship is is difficult enough to where it is like draining me emotionally, mentally, and it's causing all kinds of unrest in me to where when I come home. I'm short-tempered with my family, I'm giving them leftovers, I'm depleted, then I have to at least feel like I I need to at least explore this idea of maybe I need to have some type of boundary with this individual. Mm -hmm. And it's not to place all the blame on them. I know I have a lot of my own responsibilities in that, but I do think that's important to me. Um, And
1: when we say boundary, we don't even mean, because I know kind of you and your sure. life and how yeah. you function I think what's important to mention also is there are so many things prior to cutting someone out of your life completely that you can yeah do. I'm
0: speaking more like limitations yes like dialing things back yes like not like boxing them out
1: and you I think there are oftentimes like a lot of people think like you need to have some big conversation and you need to let them know everything about them but I'm kind of yes and I'm kind of a big believer in like yes those conversations may need to happen but also people are in process Mm -hmm. and I'm in process and if someone sat me down every time I wounded them or hurt them I don't think I could leave my house (laughs) (laughs) so I think too when we're talking about close relationships and and thinking the best of people and staying curious about their life and stuff there's so much room for, okay, you know, this person is robbing me of my peace. They're robbing me of my joy. They're robbing me of my ability to parent or be a good wife or husband. I think we can, you know, really sit down and think through what does it look like for me to have a boundary with them? And maybe that's just like, you know, we're just not going to see them as much. Yeah.
0: Because what you don't want to slip into is I'm, I'm, I'm only going to be in relationships that give me something back. Yeah. What I don't want to imply is that I, relationships are just for what they can give to me. Like they're definitely, they're, and they will be difficult. I'm difficult to someone else. Someone else is difficult to me. Mm-hmm. Um, there's going to be a mutual give and take there. So I'm not implying that just because someone's difficult, oh, it's time to to cut them off. It's like you just said, It's it's maybe let's dial this back. Let's think through what a healthy boundary might look like. And there's this... Uh, Great quote that, that Albert Tate he's a pastor. I don't even know where. Maybe I think my man in. Albert Tate. Your man. Nice. I thought well, it was your man.
1: Our man. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. He's great, and he he said this quote recently. I thought it was. I think it's very applicable to the conversation, and it's just good to keep in mind for all of us. But he said, when people show you who they are, believe them, but don't cancel them. Stay curious. God may not be done with them, just like He's not done with you be open to seeing growth, then be cautious and kind when you don't. And yeah, I love that because I don't know, like the world would tell us to cancel anybody, right? That, that, rubs us the wrong way in any way, Mm -hmm. shape, or form, that gets in the way of who we want to become. And God calls us instead to remember how he's treated us, right? He doesn't cancel us when we show him our flaws. Mm -hmm. He stays close. And we should do the same with others, right? If they show us their worst, okay, we're going to believe them, Mm -hmm. but we're not going to just impulsively cancel them. We're going to stay curious. We're going to be kind, and we're going to be patient, and we're going to be all the things that God has been to us.
1: Yeah, and speaking truth and being honest, I think, are also great weapons in the relationship world weapons was a strong word but in terms of like it's okay to be gently honest Mm -hmm. and i think that's something that i'm really learning
0: it's hard but it's it is (laughs) it is very difficult yeah but it's it's necessary for sure just to be you know lovingly honest obviously not like the brazen like jerk honest exactly But yeah, let's transition the conversation kind of into the marriage context, because obviously you and I are married. Yes, we are. And uh, almost 11 years married. Let's wow. go. So, and it's been perfect.
1: It's been so perfect. Wow.
0: We never fight. Nothing goes on. Interesting. No. I don't know why people fight in their marriages.
1: I feel the exact same way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I hope people listening understand what sarcasm yeah, is. Yeah, I
1: hope they do too.
0: Um, So yeah, but like obviously we have changed and evolved a lot. In 11 years of being married and so like yeah maybe you want to start the conversation there is like think about you could speak for both of us you could speak for yourself but like how did you operate in this area of boundaries when we first got married versus how you now think about boundaries
1: okay so I feel like when we first got married I was a child not a literal child but I didn't have a lot of experience in terms of relationships and also I feel like I was a little bit kind of head-in-the-clouds, hopeless romantic type of person. Mm -hmm. I knew marriage was going to be hard, but I don't think I thought realistically through what does it look like to uphold this beautiful monogamous covenant that God asks us to keep. And I also was very interested in cross-gender friendships, and I remember uh, reading a lot about that and thinking, like, I don't understand why people have such strict boundaries. I think it's kind of silly. I think it's demonizing women. Those are really strong feelings that I'm describing, but it's because I think I had not lived a long time. And now I think a lot of people would probably describe me as a prude because (laughs) I believe in really strong boundaries. But I think it's also, you have strong boundaries when God has a high expectation of you. And I think marriage is a high call. And to honor that and to respect that. I think that we know that marriage is hard and it's not hard because all the time you hate the person or you just dislike them. I think it's hard because God knew this is against our nature at times, you know, it's not in our nature to just to be transparent, to want to be monogamous all Mm -hmm. the time and to want the things that God has for us. And so I think for me, um, this has definitely been a journey and I don't want to, make adam and i sound like we were just wiling out and like we haven't had like there's been no physical affairs in our marriage and i'm that's praise be to god but i think this has been a huge learning curve for us of what it looks like in our marriage
0: yeah so i mean like what provoked that shift in you when you know you went in like you know mixed friendships i'm gonna have guy friends adam's gonna have girlfriends and Mm -hmm. you know platonic relationships obviously but like this is the way it should be and like Mm -hmm. what 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 prompted the hard shift into, oh, no, we actually really have to use wisdom there?
1: I think realizing, and this is kind of sad, I think realizing that not everyone has your best...
0: um, They don't value your marriage as much as you do. (laughs) they are
1: not going to value your marriage as much as you do. They are not always team winter. Yeah. And maybe to some people, they're like, well, duh. But I think I tend to like to think the best about people and... So realizing that, and then also, interesting fact, you don't always know what is best for you. And so I think guardrails in place, and especially because we are in ministry and we do interact with the opposite sex a lot, Mm -hmm. I think it's one of those things where it's like, we aren't looking at other people just thinking like, oh, they're so evil or anything like that. And we're not looking at ourselves either that way. But I also think it's like, the older that I've gotten and I think the more that I get to know myself and God reveals my own sin nature to me I just see such a need in my life to not even go there yeah. like I don't really ask the question any anymore like how how far can I go here I'm like how far can I get away yeah,
0: from this? Yeah, that's a better question. You know, because it's yeah. like
1: I, at the end of the day, want God to look at me and look at my marriage and look at my life and be like, well, freaking done.
0: And it's kind of a matter of like counting the cost to Like what's more valuable? What's more mm-hmm. important to you? Is it having a thriving marriage and a like growing marriage and a flourishing marriage? Or is it like I want to have like a mediocre marriage just so that I can have other friendships with other people? Yeah. That really like at the end of the day, I don't need and and maybe that sounds cold to some people or whatever, or maybe that sounds legalistic or prudish or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think, yeah, I think, I mean, I've learned similarly as you over the years, because I definitely come into marriage. I mean, you know, when we dated, I had a lot of girls that were friends. Mm-hmm. I just, I tend to have a lot of friendships with females. And so then coming into marriage, we didn't really talk about that before getting married. Like, no. hey, this is going to stop happening. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think that was obviously something I had to learn Um You know, it's not that you can't have them completely. It's that they have to look very different than they did before. Yeah. And there's no one-on-one hangouts happening anymore. (laughs) There's no text messaging going on anymore. Like, it's going to look a whole lot different than it did before.
1: And one flesh, I feel like we love to talk about, like, the physical intimacy of that. But I also think it's like, hey, like, we have full access to each other's lives. And in order to give your spouse full access you have to want to be open and if you're hiding or you're keeping something from them or withholding a conversation that you're having like that is obviously a red flag and you're not going to have the full intimacy that god promised i think back to our definition of boundaries it's so that both parties would flourish and so i think when you think about it in the context of marriage if you want to have a great marriage have boundaries. Mm -hmm. If you want to have a mediocre marriage, don't have boundaries. And unfortunately, I do think that you can get on a path that you never thought that you would be on.
0: In a path sometimes that you don't even know, you're not even aware that you're on. I don't know. There's like an oblivious part of this as well to where you don't Mm -hmm. always know the boundaries are being crossed until it's kind of too late. Yes. And then you're like, oh, crap. And kind of a unique way that I've had to navigate that is, as, you know, being in a pastoral role, it's kind of a mutual thing that we've come to talk about, you and I. But it's just like, you know, obviously I'm ministering to both men and women. Mm -hmm. And so I've had to really think through what is that supposed to look like. I'm learning, okay, like, the way that I minister to men is going to be different than the way that I minister to women. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go... I'll sit down with a guy any day of the week and get get in their life and get in their emotions and figure out kind of where they're at. And I can't do that with women for a lot of reasons. Um, not because, oh my gosh, there's going to be some crazy, terrible thing that happens as a result of that. Mm-hmm. But again, if our definition of boundaries is having wisdom in relationships for the flourishing of both parties... It's not wise for me to sit down with a female and say, oh, tell me how you're feeling. Oh, yeah, I'm so sorry you're going through that. And I I could generally minister and I could direct them to other people, you know, females that can come alongside them in a more deep way and connect with them more deeply emotionally. But there are things that can happen there that can become dangerous over time if left unchecked. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? If I'm just getting you know, too deeply invested emotionally with, with a person of the opposite sex. It's just wiser to not do that.
1: Yeah, and I think about, like, a lot of times we can overcomplicate it. Like, what relationships are necessary in our lives? You know, is it is it a need for you or I to minister to the opposite sex? And I would say it's, it's not fundamentally a not no. a need. But is it a need for our marriage to honor the Lord and— you know, honor the principles that he gave us. Yeah, it is. And we don't always know the ins and outs of that. We don't know why God does everything he does but we have to trust that he's good and that he loves us and that he did give us these boundaries and guardrails for a reason.
0: And there's there's again it's for both parties. That's an mm-hmm. emphasis I want to make too. It's not just about me and you know, I better protect me and my marriage. Yes, it's that for me first and foremost, mm-hmm. but it's also for the person on the other side of me Absolutely. of the opposite sex who I don't know where they're at. I don't yep. know where their marriage is at. And I think another thing that you know you'd agree with too is what we're not trying to do is instill like fear of Absolutely the opposite not. sex. Yeah, Like <laughs> you know, you see someone of the opposite of sex, you just run the other way. <laughs>
1: All of that could can, that can be And necessary. maybe in certain
0: situations that might yeah. be necessary, but like as, as a rule, like we're going to relate with one another. Absolutely. We're going to have conversations here and there. It's not to instill fear, but it is to just be mindful. I think a lot mm-hmm. of us just kind of go on cruise control. Yes. I know I did for a long time and I didn't, I was just on autopilot. I didn't think about these kinds of things. And then I started to realize, oh, like some boundaries are being crossed here and like I I need we need to all be mindful of this and just have thoughtfulness about how we engage
1: diligent note takers of our own motives our own heart and I think it really does go back to the beginning of our conversation of like looking at your motive like you know, I think I said at the beginning, seeing if someone has crossed a boundary just in a relationship, it might be anger. I think in terms of a marriage, when you've crossed a boundary, it might be that you like the attention that you're receiving Mm -hmm. or you think about being around this person more. And these are just small things. It's totally fine to, I personally think, have attraction to the opposite sex it's totally fine to you know to a certain extent be attracted to other people because i think that's normal yeah and we don't need to be like non-human aliens that don't have feelings but i also think it's so important to take inventory of that and to look at yourself and think like okay if i can i handle this can i Mm -hmm. handle this relationship is is my marriage in a season where I can handle this like, real, this relationship.
0: And I think, I think everyone thinks that they're strong enough. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think there's a... I, I do think there's spi- spiritual realities at play here too. Like, mm-hmm. I think we, we always toss out the spiritual card. Well, not always, but I think we tend to <laughs> minimize that component. And mm-hmm. I do think, like, S- Satan obviously hates marriage. Like, mm-hmm. he 100% hates marriage. And if he can fool you into thinking, oh, I could handle this. Yeah, I'm attracted to that person. Yeah, they're interesting and they're, you know... Filling my cup, but it's no big deal. I would never cross any boundaries. Like, and if he can get you to believe that, mm-hmm. I mean, who knows what could become of that if you're not willing to exercise caution and think through, you know, the boundaries that probably should be in place there.
1: Yeah. And I know we've walked through seasons where we can be a little maybe looser with our boundaries, but then I know for vulnerable times for us, we try to really get on the same page and communicate a lot and we should be doing that anyway but I think through pregnancy uh, having a child they say is one of the most stressful slash beautiful times in your life but I think postpartum period we try to really buckle down because there are going to be times where you're just more insecure in your relationship and I think those times are very important to check in with each other Mm -hmm. see what you're comfortable with as a couple and then move forward confidently in that
0: that's good. To, that's a good piece, too, of just like having communication with your spouse in this area. You know, and obviously is very important, but not even just with your spouse. But I was going to say at some point, you know, when you're thinking through the, the topic of boundaries, should I have them? Should I not? Um, don't be afraid to ask for advice, like to mm-hmm. seek counsel. Yes, first and foremost, from your spouse. Obviously, you should probably start there. Um, but even go to other people and say, hey, you know, don't name drop and say it's this person and they're doing this, this and that. Don't, don't go into the gossip, you know, territory, but just say, hey, there's a person out there and this is kind of the situation. Do you think I should put a boundary in place here? What do you think Mm -hmm. that should look like? You know, you can go to a pastor, you can go to a counselor, you can go to all kinds of people. Just don't
1: go to a yes man.
0: Yes. It's just gonna
1: say what you want to hear. Go to someone who you know values your spiritual growth who values your marriage and you um, honoring God in your marriage.
0: Yes, absolutely, 100%. Okay, so we've talked about, right there, seeking counsel, you know, asking for help if needed, having communication with your spouse in your marriage. We've talked about checking your motives, like, okay, why am I having these emotional responses? Um, what is my motivation for having a boundary if I feel like I need one? Is there any other things that come to your mind, kind of on a practical level in a marriage where... You know, maybe you've determined, okay, we do need boundaries here. How do you figure that out as, as spouses?
1: I think first and foremost, bringing the conversation to your husband or wife, but also doing that in a non-accusatory way. And if you're the receiver of a spouse saying that you have crossed a boundary, maybe not taking it as an attack. Because I feel like whenever spouses get into attack mode is when we don't accomplish any type of goal. And so I remember when we went to therapy a long time ago, the therapist kept telling me, you know, think about what's helpful. Mm -hmm. What would be helpful here? And it's like, ultimately, if you're both on the same page and you do both want to grow, then I think the conversation should be very gentle. It should be very... You know, we're not perfect, so there's, you know, we've had many, many bad conversations. Sure, so We've yeah. had many conversations that have gone downhill, but I think now the older that I've gotten, the more I'm like, I want to do this well, and I want to have better intimacy and better communication, and so I think you do that through picking your timing not attacking your spouse.
0: I think just to comment on that, I think that's really good because, yeah, I mean, I know the times that I've felt attacked, my walls go up and I just close the conversation and I go into major defense mode, Mm -hmm. which then triggers you and you're like, why are you so defensive? And I'm like, because I'm innocent and you're attacking me, you know? (laughs) And, And again, this is kind of my perception of it. But when versus the times you've come in more like, hey, I feel this way, like, like what this is what I'm seeing. Tell me if I'm crazy and I'm feeling this as a result. Mm -hmm. And that's been much more received by me as, okay, she's not attacking me. She's Mm -hmm. not saying that I'm out here having an affair or something crazy. She's just saying, hey, this situation's making me feel this type of way. And vice versa, you know, it goes both ways. So if I come in attacking you, you're going to have probably a defensive response as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, carry on.
1: Yeah. And I think too, my heart goes out because we're talking a lot about marriages where both parties Mm -hmm. really want to grow in their marriage. So I'm thinking about the person that they're partner is resistant and maybe they are not on the same wavelength of wanting to grow wanting true intimacy and with that i just want to say like i'm sorry and i Mm -hmm. feel for you and i know that is a lonely sad place to be and i think we can both um agree that there have been times where we felt very alone and very on different pages in our marriages so I think if you're in that place where you're seeing a bunch of red flags and you just really don't know what to do, I want to tell you to follow your intuition, seek wise, godly counsel, and ultimately seek out discernment from the Lord. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we are not... uh, we don't know every situation that we're speaking to. And so this is not a one size fits all type of thing. Like there are hard situations out there where boundaries have been crossed and there's a lot of pain. So I want to be sensitive to that and not just assume like, oh, everybody can just have a conversation about this.
0: Yeah, no, yeah. And this is obviously, this is a very introductory conversation on this topic. We can probably go multiple weeks on the topic of boundaries. So we're just doing a quick flyover today. So yeah, like just to restate what you're saying, like, yes, there's complexities into each marriage, each situation. Yeah, and so to the person that's not married, I think similarly, you know, similar steps, like Mm -hmm. seek counsel when needed. You know, you have the Holy Spirit inside of you if you know Jesus. So pursue him, seek him, like ask him to give you discernment and wisdom and okay, what a potential boundary might look like in this particular situation. And I would say also be okay with just saying no sometimes mm-hmm. like you don't always have to say yes if, if there's a particular person that is kind of overbearing and needs there needs to be some type of dialing back like be okay with saying no and don't you don't have to give all kinds of reasons you don't have to like go on and on and on about why you're having to set a boundary just don't even call it a boundary just set one <laughs> yeah. like be okay with saying no hey I can't hang out right now or I can't do this right now. And
1: you've helped me a lot with that.
0: Yeah. Just there's helping me just
1: be like to the point and not making excuses, mm-hmm. but still being really sweet and gentle about it. And then, obviously, if it's kind of throwing the ball back in the other person's court. Like, yep. okay, you can do what you want with this ball, but, like, in order to have a healthy relationship with me, this is kind of what it looks like. And I think, also, I used to be afraid it was more of a, like, am I trying to get control or, like, that type of thing. But I think, ultimately, just being honest isn't really about control. Yeah. You know? I think
0: Christians get hung up with the, with the saying no thing sometimes because they're like, I don't know, like it just feels like unchristian or something. <laughs> it does, like, sometimes. and it's like, no, it's okay to say no. Like, yeah. it really is. Like, even Jesus said no. He wasn't always pouring himself out every yes. moment. He had moments of getting away, pulling back, going to the mountains, praying, mm-hmm. being alone, being with his inner 12 or his inner three. Like, mm-hmm. he wasn't just, no, I'm always out here all the time with all, like, he said no. And mm-hmm. it's okay to say no. Um... Kind of final two questions on this topic. These are just kind of like, I wouldn't call them fun questions, but they they came to my (laughs) mind when we're talking about boundaries. But what are your thoughts on the Billy Graham rule? And and kind of define that in your own words for those that might not even know what I'm talking about.
1: So the Billy Graham rule is basically like he would not even ride in an elevator with a woman. Mm -hmm. Didn't he like get the TV removed from his hotel?
0: Yeah, I yeah. I mean that that would probably apply to. I definitely think of the yeah. first though. Like, so, yeah, he was like, "I'm not getting in a car with a woman or an elevator." Or yeah, yeah,
1: I think personally, the elevator is strong. <laughs> <laughs> it's a move. It's like, I, and I think you could almost dip into, like we were talking about earlier, demonizing the opposite sex. Yeah. And ultimately, we don't have to be scared of men and women. Not every person obviously has your best in mind, but not every person has your worst in mind. Yeah. And I think it's ultimately you have to decide what you can handle. And I do think, I'm not judging Billy Graham, I actually think because he was such a big leader, mm-hmm. he just valued being ab- above reproach. Yeah. And I think for us, I feel like we are careful and cautious but also we're really good about knowing what we can handle when we can handle it and i'm okay with elevator rides yeah <laughs> I'm okay yeah with i
0: would say like yeah, i mean i think that's very subjective and yeah, you know billy it is subjective. if i can call him billy r.i.p billy yeah. um he yeah you know he felt that that was necessary for him and like i can't judge him for that because no, we don't know what he was going on with internally or if it was mm-hmm. just his insane level of influence that he's like i've got to be extra
1: or what was going on with his wife or his
0: marriage yeah any of that and so you know i don't feel like that's super necessary for me but i do i again i think i think that's very subjective i think you just have to think through that subjectively like
1: and i think we've learned not to like judge other people for their boundaries no yeah because we haven't walked in their shoes
0: absolutely and you don't know what they're going through you don't like you just said you don't know what their marriage looks like or whatever but yeah, there are definitely some extremes that we can get ourselves into when we're thinking about this topic. We don't want to become legalistic, but we also mm-hmm. don't want to become licentious to where we just don't care about this issue and don't take it seriously at all. So Throw
1: the baby out with the, with bath the bathwater. Water. Yeah. That's right.
0: Um, so kind of final question. When when do you do you ever decide to cut someone off completely? Um, and I know we've we've obviously already talked about, you know, physical abuse on the mm-hmm. front end. So we don't really have to get into that. That should be an obvious, you know, separate yourself from that person kind of situation. Mm-hmm. But what are some qualifiers or reasons why you're like, oh, yeah, I definitely need to just shut the door here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, what does that look like?
1: I think this is going to sound maybe not crazy. I think with God, the door may not ever be fully shut because I think there's always room to grow and to forgive but I also think that you can take space from people and I don't really have a perfect tie and a bow answer in terms of like I don't know every situation that I'm speaking to and I certainly wouldn't want people to be like well I heard on the podcast that yeah. I can just cut them off and yeah. or I heard on the podcast that I have to just be in this terrible relationship for the rest of my life you Mm -hmm. know so I think in terms of friendship friendships in my own life have ebbed and flowed sometimes certain relationships had have faded naturally and I think that is just normal normal life sometimes Mm -hmm. you just don't like through the seasons seasonal friendships yeah Mm -hmm. and I think that's totally fine and I think we should get comfortable with not necessarily feeling like we need to dig in deeper if the signs are there, that there's like a natural separation happening. Mm -hmm. And then on the flip side, I also think you can feel the Holy Spirit calling you to dig in deeper with people, even when it's hard sometimes. And I know pausing, taking space to pray, to think, I don't believe time heals all things, but I do believe intentional time taken away from a really bad situation can give you insight can Mm -hmm. give you compassion or it can help you realize you know what like we were talking about earlier this is taking away more than i'm able to give right now to be any bit healthy
0: Mm. no that's a really good really good answer fully agree i will stamp that wow thank you so much not that i have like any kind of authority to do that but i agree it's great
1: (laughs) i receive it couldn't
0: have said it better myself (laughs) thank you sir um. Yeah, so we're going to kind of end it there. Again, this hasn't been an exhaustive conversation. It's more just diving into this topic that I think is super important, super relevant. Hopefully, it's been helpful to you and caused you to kind of evaluate, you know, your own relationships um, as a single or as a married. But yeah, if it's been helpful to you, we would love for you to share it with friends, family, let them know that this podcast exists. Um, as always, please like and subscribe if you've not already done that. I don't always... I don't know why I always say like and subscribe because it's much better if you subscribe. So just. Yeah, just subscribe. Yeah, just, just subscribe. Um, yeah, give us a rating, all that good stuff. It just, all that does is it just helps the podcast get out to more and more people. But we love you guys so much and we're thankful for you listening. We will see you next time.